I am proud to be Australian and I'm proud to be a Territorian, but being Filipino is a huge part of me. And my little small fishing village in the Philippines is always home to me. My kids will never be able to experience that. But being with the Filipino community in Darwin is a way for my kids to have that connection with my roots and my culture. I'm Nicole Brown, a proud Larrakia woman, and you're listening to Salty Plum Stories. This podcast explores Darwin's multicultural community, and in this episode, you'll hear from M. Sil Wills, a vibrant woman from a small village in the Philippines. Ako si M. Sil Wills, ang ako ang mga pamilya, ako mga amiga, amigo, ang tawag nila na ako M. Naabot ko dito sa Australia sin etong 1999. My name's M. Sil Wills. My friends and my family call me M. I came in Australia in 1999, and I love Darwin. I love the Filipino community in Darwin. I am a mother of three beautiful children who also call Darwin their home, and I am the president of the Filipino Australian Association of the NT. Darwin's Filipino community is a talented bunch: musicians, dancers, hip hop artists, and singers. And this isn't a new thing. A small group of Filipino people came here in the 1890s as divers and workers in the pearling industry. They were known locally as Manila men, and they too were skilled musicians and soon found themselves performing all over town. Unfortunately, the white Australia policy got in the way of continued migration until the 1970s when people from the Philippines started to settle once again in Darwin, bringing with them their music, their culture, their food and incredible talent. My mother is from a place called Negros Occidental, which is in the central Philippines. My father was from Davao, which is in the southern Philippines. So they met in Cebu, where they both studied. So when my father died, my mom took me back to Negros Occidental, and that's where I was raised、um, by my grandparents because my mother had to go back to Cebu to work. M still remembers her childhood living in the village with her grandparents. We did not have a lot, but I had so much fun. It was a small fishing village, you know. You wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, go to school, and then after that, I just played with my cousins because I don't have any siblings. At the back of our house is the water, so we used to、um, get shells and then, you know, go to the fish market and had fish pretty much for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two of Emsil's aunties had already made the move to Australia. When I was in the Philippines, my aunties used to send us like care packages, big care packages, and we used to get these.、Um, remember those like tea towels with the map of Australia and the photos of like kangaroos and koalas and that, and everything about Australia. I used to see them a lot. So basically, even if I was living in the village, I felt like I knew Australia from those from those tea towels and、um, the maps. So when I came here, I expected all that. You know, koala and kangaroos and big cities, the Sydney Opera House. But when I came to Darwin, everything was just trees, because at that time there wasn't a lot of restaurants. It wasn't as busy as it is now. When I first came here, my auntie, who used to work in Darwin High School as a home language officer, so she helped me enroll to the intensive English unit at Darwin High School、um, when I was in year ten. I stayed there for three months, and then they moved me to mainstream. They thought that I was ready, but now that I'm working as a home language officer, like my auntie, I I think they I shouldn't have been moved after three months because even though language-wise I was ready, but emotionally I I was not ready. I mean, I come from a fishing village. 
I did not have the confidence to ask my teachers questions or anything like that. And that really um, affected my studies. Despite the challenges M still faced, it was also an exciting time for her. What I loved coming to Darwin really was the exposure of meeting a lot of people from different countries, which I did not have a chance in the in the village, of course. So when I came, I had a lot of classmates from obviously different parts of the world. And it was it was the first time that I've seen a person from you know, different places in Africa. It was the first time I've seen, like, a, I met a Thai person or a Vietnamese person. I had classmates from all over the world, even Europe, and that was, it was amazing. I think it gave me an idea of how big the world really is. Back in a village in the Philippines, Emso was in the church choir and helped put on community events. So when she arrived in Darwin, it was natural for her to get involved here too. So I started volunteering along with my other Filipino friends when we were in high school as performers of uh, the Filipino-Australian Association of the NT. Emsil and her classmates were trained in different areas of events production, and she was drawn to dance. When I was growing up, the only traditional dances that I know were the Spanish-inspired dances. So... A lot of people know that the Philippines was colonized by the Spanish people and um, they left a lot when they colonized us, so they left a lot of their language. Actually, a lot of our food names, a lot of the Filipino dishes have Spanish names like caldereta, afritada, adobo, they're all Spanish names. The cutlery is all Spanish, cucharita, cuchara, tenedor, plato, platito, la mesa, everything's in Spanish. And so I grew up um, learning all these Spanish dances, the cariñosa. Uh, the you know the waltzy kind of Spanish uh, dance, but when I came to Australia, um, there was an amazing lady, an artist called Bechay Mondragon. She taught us um, this dance from the Ifugao tribe in the northern Philippines, and that's when I got exposed for the first time about the other types of dances that was there before colonization. And then since then, I've been really interested. And I think also with how I dance, it suits me because I'm not really graceful when I dance. So when you do the Spanish dance, Spanish-inspired dances, everything, you have to be graceful. Emso realized she was learning so much more than just dance moves. When you perform these dances, you need to also learn about the history and how the people are in that culture, which is hard for us because we live in Australia. So we hired a choreographer, amazing artist, Ian, from the Bagoba tribe in Southern Philippines to come here to teach our young Filipino um, different dances in the Philippines. And at the same time, while he was teaching them the dance, he was also teaching them the history and the story of the dances. So, you know, how it came about to make sure that the young Filipinos who most grew up in Australia, some were even born here, to make sure that they understood and, and most importantly, that they have respect when they do the dance. That's the way for us to get them exposed and be closer to their culture. My favorite dance that I like to perform is the dance from the Bagobo tribe. It's a serious dance, so when we teach the kids, we, we don't, we're not allowed to smile when we do it. So it's about um, harvest. A lot of the Filipino dances are about harvest and um, the women wear this beautiful handcrafted outfit and then they wear this brass belt that is probably five kilos. And then um, it's just, it's a very, how do you say it? Like spiritual, 
performance that you do and before you do it Ian always makes sure that you do the ritual so like a prayer sort of before we commence the dance I love it so much so when I do that performance creates a conversation because some of the Filipinos say oh which which dance is that and that is our chance to actually you know what this is the dance from like your ancestors from the southern Philippines pre-colonization and even now they exist In 2020, James Mangohig, the amazing Kuya James, reached out to me and he said, do you want to do a Pinoy street party? Pinoy is a slang for Filipino for the um, Dawin Festival. And I said, yeah, what do you want to do? And at that time, everyone was craving for an event because of the pandemic. When I first met him at the studio, he said, can you write something for me in language? Because James's father and myself speak the same language, Cebuano. So I said, yeah, I can write one for you. And that have prior to that, I have not written a poem. You know, it's not my thing. So he said, well, how do you think this would sound if you rap it? And he ended up recording me. And then fast forward to now, we ended up recording about maybe six to eight songs. One of the songs that we've created is called Moving Again, and it's um, co-written by Serena Peck and Kuya James and um, produced by Katie Baker. The first part of the song is a Filipino rap. Hala, I'm moving again. Atin ng isipin ng dapat nagawin. Everybody from Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao, Ikaw, Watako, lahat ay sumigaw. Darwin is home for me. I've met a lot of people from different cultural backgrounds since I was young, and I think it, we're quite strong. We've found our voice, and we would like to, you know, uh, inspire the younger generation to have that voice maybe earlier than we have found ours. We're doing all this for the younger generation. Their future is, has more confidence, less fear to speak up, and that's what we wish for them. A big thanks to the very talented Ansel Wells for sharing her story with us. Next time on Salty Palm Stories, we meet the amazing Connie J, who was born in East Timor and migrated to Darwin as a teenager. Darwin was a really free place. I mean, you know, people used to don't lock their doors and everybody's friendly, fairly easygoing. It was a lovely place to live. And the hardest thing for me is probably the language barrier. It took me a while to get used to it. Saudi Plum Stories is a City of Darwin podcast produced by Laura Uden and Cinnamon Nippard with editorial support from Johanna Bell and mixing by Hamish Robertson. The incredible soundtrack was composed and mixed by Kuya James and Tatut Malut. For more information, head to the Discover Darwin website. I hope to see you in Darwin, Garamilla, on my beautiful Larrakia country soon. If you want to hear some yarns from my people, search Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia. I'm Nicole Brown. Thanks for listening.